This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Well, every second Tuesday at one o'clock on ORFM, Programme Environment Awareness highlights the priorities we should be giving some attention in terms of protection of our Earth, our only home. Jen Olson fronts that show uh, and she joins me now. Uh, Morena, lovely to have you with us, Jen. Thanks for coming in. Oh, hello, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Environment Awareness is a program that's a series that's sort of come and gone a little bit over time here on ORFM, and it's great to see it back, Jen. Um, Extinction Rebellion uh, is an organisation that has backed and promoted the show, and you've got a connection with that too. So maybe we could start mm-hmm. there. A little bit about yourself and, 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 and you know when you became... Um, when this became a priority for you, raising these discussions in the community? Yeah, well, I mean, I, um, I've i been part of Extinction Rebellion since we first kind of formed a group in Dunedin, um, and we're part of a, an international movement for action on climate. Um, we're really concerned about the climate and ecological crisis. Um, we don't think that the government are acting quickly enough and that the institutions and organisations around the world who could be doing things are not acting quickly enough to basically keep us within that 1.5 degrees of warming um, for the world that we know is going to help maintain basically life as we know it. So climate change the top priority? Well, action on climate change. I mean, it, it all comes under uh, a big umbrella, really, of... of um, if we care for our planet, we also care about social justice and the inequalities that stem from the same causes as the climate change does. Yeah, so you see all of those interconnections between yeah, a number yeah, of issues. Yeah, we do. Yeah. In terms of an opportunity like this to have a voice in local media, um, tell us a little bit about about why that appeals to to you as an individual and perhaps to Extinction Rebellion as a as a collective as an organisation. Well, I, th- I think it's all about informing people and involving them in discussion and debate. Um, unless people know what's happening, they they're not going to support the actions that that we think need to happen. Um, and there's so many people out there in the community who are doing really good things and who are really interesting to talk to. So we just like to get some interesting conversations going, Jeff, and involve people in that. So in general terms, when you look at the discussions that are being held in, in, in the wider media in, in Aotearoa, New Zealand, mm. um, what's your response to that? Do you think that the important conversations are being elevated enough? Well, basically, in a word, no. I mean, I I think it's getting better. It definitely is. But I still think there's a long way to go in terms of bringing um, our actions to avert the climate crisis, you know, into more areas where they need to be. I mean, I've heard people talking about problems with roading and traffic, for example, but I've never heard brought into that same debate, well, we actually need to be reducing the number of cars on the road um, because this is one of New Zealand's major sources of carbon dioxide. Um, And surely that is one of the solutions that we need to be discussing seriously. What are the other options for people and how can we change the way that we get about? Not... How do we build more roads? I mean, that's just an example, but um, I see many of them. Environment Awareness, the programme and podcast, 
um, is primarily what? A forum for conversation? Yeah, well, each week we, we talk to somebody different who's got a, a different perspective on um, on the topic and, and they do range quite widely and just have a conversation with them about um, their thoughts about what's happening, solutions that they see and how people can get involved in, in doing more. And so give us some examples with this current series. Uh, where have you gone so far with it? Um, well, we had a chat with some youngsters who were involved in the school strike for climate. Um, they're great. They're very enthusiastic, really full of energy and, um, yeah, very inspiring. Um, talked to Suzanne Menzies-Culling, um, who who talks about decolonisation and, and how we, we relate issues of social justice to the climate crisis. Um, I'm going to be talking to Robert Guyton. Um, he's the guy from Riverton who has the food forest and is involved with Southland... Um, well, they're not Southland District Council, are they? They're Environment Southland. Um, yeah, those are some examples. And so from your perspective, is your radar just constantly out for opportunities to f- talk with interesting people? Well, actually, yes, it is. Yeah, if I if I meet someone who I think um, might be keen for a chat on the radio, yeah, I'll ask them. So, I mean, we're always happy to get feedback. Our email address is on the, on the website. Um, our podcasts are there as well, of course. And we're really happy to get suggestions for, for future programmes. So you're talking about the Extinction Rebellion website there? Oh, the, um, uh, no, the Otago okay. Access Radio one. Yeah, OK. Well, Which, of course, is oar.org.nz. Yes. And you can find a podcast of the episodes that have gone to air so far uh, from that. So just hop onto that website and uh, if you just type environment awareness into the search engine, that will take you to the page which has these conversations uh, on it. Uh, Jen, putting yourself in the in the shoes of, of the listener, or the ears of the listener if you like, what's your hope for the listener? Uh, you wouldn't want to just be having these conversations for the sake of conversation. What, what, what do you hope might arise from that? Well, I hope that people are going to be interested, they'll want to find out more, um, they'll want to talk to other people about what they've heard, and yeah, that they will be inspired to actually go go out then and and ask themselves what what can I do to help where can I get involved perhaps or you know what what my role might be um, in supporting a better way yeah it's, it strikes me that sometimes uh, when 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 these big issues come up uh, what we are often confronting the listener with is is the prospect of, of change <laughs> and change often feels uncomfortable for people what, what would you say about that in terms of um, someone who, who who might feel as though they, 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 they would like to make a difference but feels quite mm. daunted by the kind of steps they might have to, to take to make a significant difference well I, I don't know I mean I'd say that I mean Gradual change is easier to accept than sudden change, for sure. Um, And the first step towards change is thinking about what you might do and just bringing in some smaller steps towards the goal that you want to aim for. Um, And the other thing, I guess, is not to be afraid of it, but to think positively about a a better world that we're working towards, not that we're, we're giving up the things that we want, but we're stopping doing the things 
things that we don't want to do um, and if we can feel part of that and and also get together with others um, who feel the same um, I th- perhaps that's quite an important thing too that we can support each other through those difficult kind of those difficult times because I think myself that it's actually coming to terms with um, the damage that has been done to the planet and the degree of change in our way of life that's going to be needed. That That's the hard bit, sort of mentally coming to terms with that. And I think having other people around you who share that view and understand it, that's really important there. It, it would be easy to, to feel pessimistic, Jen. Do you feel mm. that way or do you feel optimistic or somewhere in the middle? <laughs> Oh, well, I, I try to be realistic, you know, it's, yes, it is easy to be pessimistic, but I, I don't think that we're, we're doing anyone any favours if we just give up and say it's all too hard. Um, I try to think about the youth, you know, who, despite knowing what they know, and I mean, that really kind of struck home to me, something one of them said during that interview was that they've grown up with the idea that the, the earth is in trouble. Our society's in trouble um, and that's just really unsettling that's very different from my generation when we grew up quite kind of carefree we didn't have to think about any of those things and um, and that but, that's put us where we are well <laughs> yeah exactly so I suppose we really feel obliged now that we want to do something about it but those youngsters are really inspired and enthusiastic they don't blame their elders because we didn't know um, and yeah i find that quite inspiring really to sort of look to the energy that they have i think well yeah we're doing it for the people for our children and grandchildren the ones that are coming after us jen environment awareness the orfm program and podcast is just a a small part of the work uh to be done and the work of Extinction Rebellion. As you look ahead over the coming months, are there any particular initiatives that Extinction Rebellion is looking forward to to moving ahead with? Well, I mean, our our thing is direct action, actually, with Extinction Rebellion, and um, there's been a bit of direct action opposing the coal train that goes through Dunedin just recently, Um, and... Yeah, I mean, we fully support the movement to end the use of coal. Coal is the biggest source of carbon dioxide emissions in New Zealand, um, and it needs to be stopped. So that's a, that's a continuing focus. And to be fair, some of the direct action is stuff that you don't talk to directly about because you you want it to have impact, right? Well, yeah. I mean, we we also know that you know it, it's some of the things that we're doing you know the police aren't that happy about um but we still believe it's necessary you know we're we're totally committed to non-violent direct action but but we feel that it needs to be direct action because everything nothing else has worked writing petitions asking nicely those things have not stopped those train loads of coal daily going through Dunedin, going up to the Clandy Boys factory and being used to dry milk milk powder. So I don't know whether to start on my whole kind of um, <laughs> <laughs> little spiel about that. but Well, I yeah. imagine these are conversations that people can enjoy if mm. they tap into this uh, wonderful program and podcast series here on 
ORFM. It's Environment Awareness, hosted by Jen, but featuring many others, of course, every second Tuesday at 1 o'clock. And uh, hear the replay, by the way, on uh, the following Saturday mornings at 11. And importantly, the podcast available from our website, oar.org.nz. If you'd like to get in touch with Jen or any of the people at Extinction Rebellion, the email address is Dunedin at extinctionrebellion.nz. I'm sure uh, Jen and the team would like to hear from you. Thanks for taking some time to join us this morning. Oh, thanks very much. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.